0: Turn it in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And if you was here during Sunday school, you've already read this once today. What I want to talk to you today is, I guess, a title would be, Who Stole Your Fruit? In order to know what I'm talking about, you need to know what the fruit is. So Galatians 5 and 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, longsuffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now let's look at those again. Love, joy peace, long-suffering, or patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. And another word for temperance, you could say, is self-control. Yesterday I was mowing and Man, I tell y'all, God talks to me in funny ways. Sometimes it just amazes me. Some of the things, it, it's like, man, God, you pick some of the silliest things. But nevertheless, there's truth in it. I was mowing, and we got a couple plum trees in the back back here. They're about this, about this tall, I guess, at the highest point. And man, those things have been just loaded with plums. I mean, just drooping to the ground. They had so many plums on them. And I made a couple rounds, and I noticed there was not one single plum. I mean, I looked. There was not one single plum left on that tree. And those plums weren't even ripe yet. I said, what in the world happened to the plums? And I got to thinking for a second, and I remembered probably some deer come in there and picked all the plums off that tree. I said, man, ain't that a mess? Deer come and got all the plums. I was looking forward to tasting some of these plums, y'all. And there was not a single plum left on this tree. Not one. I even went back again and thought, well, maybe they couldn't get to the tallest ones. And look, there wasn't there wasn't any there. So them deer obviously had stood up on their hind legs and reached over in there and got them plums. God began to speak to me as I was parking the lawnmower. And he said, who stole the fruit? And I said, well, God, and deer took the plums off that tree. He said, I ain't talking about a tree. He said, who stole the fruit? And you see, the Scripture we read tells you what the fruit of the Spirit is. In order for that, that fruit to be present in your life, we went over this before, you've got to have the Holy Spirit at work in your life. You see, there is this... This thing called being born again. And then there's this other thing called being filled with the Spirit. And when those things uh, happen and work together, you begin to see this fruit come out of your life. You see, because whatever is growing inside you is what you're going to see fruit of. Okay? Where I want to focus today is not really getting the fruit there to start with, but... What happened to it along the way? Now, have y'all ever known anybody that, that at one point in their life, it may have been a brief point or it may have been a, a large period of their life, had the fruits of the Spirit just evident? You look at them and say, oh man, God is working in them. God is doing something. And then just all of a sudden... It's like overnight, the fruit's gone. It's like somebody came and picked all the plums off the tree. You know what I'm saying? It, it didn't happen in a very long period of time. It's like overnight, all of a sudden, somebody stole all their fruit. Now, how does that happen? How does that happen? <clears throat> well, I'm going to tell you how it happens. You see, just like these deer come in and tuck these plums off this tree, it's because they had access to it. If I was to put a 15-foot high fence, I don't know how high a deer can jump, but 15-foot ought to cover it. You put a 15-foot high foot fence around a plum tree, I guarantee you a deer ain't going to get in there. You might have to put a top on it to keep birds out. But a deer ain't going to get in there steal it. Now what? how does that apply? Y'all just hang in there, okay? You see, these fruits of the Spirit, long-suffering, meekness, joy, temperance, faith, all these good things, somebody has to have access to them to get them. That means you have to make an opening. You have to make an opening. See, we don't just... <clears throat> we don't give our fruit to people and and it never returns. That's not the way the Holy Spirit works. The, the point of these fruits, the point of having these characteristics in your life is so that people see it and you're identified by your fruits. See, the Word tells you know them by their fruits. And when you see good spiritual fruit hanging on somebody, you know... There's something good going on in them. God is moving and working. But when you look at a tree, and I ain't even going to cover the bad side today, the works of the flesh, but you look at somebody and you see, there ain't no fruit. It's like they're just walking around like a zombie. There's no life in them. You have to wonder what happened. Because you've known these people before and that wasn't the case. But see, those people have all of a sudden, and this may be you today, those people have all of a sudden given access to the thief. Now, I'm not telling y'all that this person is a wretched, terrible sinner that you shouldn't have anything to do with. I'm telling you is that you have given place to Satan in whatever capacity it might be. And he has robbed you of your fruit. You see, because... There is a difference in being on one side and being on the other. Now, I want you all to understand this. You see, in Revelation, as Jesus was talking to these churches, He, He told the church of Laodicea, He said, I wish you were either hot or cold. Like I said, the Word says that you know a tree based on its fruit. So if you look at a tree and you see nothing but bad things, at least you know what to expect. You look at a tree and you see nothing but good fruit, you know what to expect. But when you look at a tree and there ain't no fruit. See, that's just like being right in the middle, straddling the fence, being lukewarm. Don't nobody know what to expect out of you. Don't nobody know what they're going to get from you when they ask you to do something. They don't know how to deal with you because they look at you and they just see void. They see nothing. That's not the way to be as a Christian. You see what that tells me? When there's no fruit, I didn't tell you you had works of the flesh. I said you got no fruit. When I look at you and I see no fruit, that tells me you're hindering the work of God in your life. God wants to move. He wants to work. He wants you to be this vessel that allows Him to move like He wants to. And you're saying No. I'm a Christian, but no. God, I love you, but I just don't want to go that far. God, I'm fine right where I'm at. See, that's what happens. When you when you limit God, those fruit aren't going to be there. Man, I don't want to hinder God in my life. Look at yourself, though. Think about think about your characteristics. If you say what somebody come up and said today, what fruits of the spirit do you have? What could you name? Could you name some? Oh, I'm sure there's some of you here that can. But there's probably some of you here that might have a hard time. And the reason why I'm telling you this today is because when you live a life that doesn't have any fruit in your life, people look at you and they just think, oh, there ain't no point in me being a Christian. Look at them. They look like zombies. They just walk around from one thing to the next and nothing ever comes out of it. There's no joy in them. See, the the one thing that really strikes me about the fruits of the Spirit, the one that really sticks out to me the most is joy. And when I look at somebody and I don't see joy, it's pretty obvious there's something wrong. I'm not talking about happiness. I'm not talking about grinning from ear to ear. Anybody can fake a grin. I'm talking about joy. And when you see somebody just struggling, it's just... Oh. They ain't got to walk around like that, but you can see it in their life. They're missing something. They're missing, See, because what the Word says, I don't know if y'all remember back when Brother Carol Bryant was here, but he read us a scripture that said that we should have joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Matthew 21 and 19. Y'all probably heard this story before. Jesus and His disciples were walking down the road Verse 19 says, And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever, and presently the fig tree withered away. Jesus came looking for a fig, and there was nothing on it but leaves. Just like that plum tree I went looking at the other day, there was nothing on it but leaves tree looked healthy. tree was growing. Green leaves everywhere, but see, this fig tree he went and looked at should have had figs on it. It was time for it. And there wasn't nothing on it. Now, I don't know why. I don't know what the reason why. Maybe some deer got a hold of the figs on that tree. I don't know. I just know there wasn't none on it. It's what the Word says. Jesus cursed it. Why? It was an example to us. It's so we can see, look, this tree, no matter how good the tree looks on the outside, wasn't producing fruit. It wasn't producing fruit. You go to it looking to get something from somebody, and there's nothing there. Y'all know anybody like that? (coughs) Are you like that yourself? People come to you, and you got nothing to offer them, there's no fruit. Who stole your fruit? You see, Satan, the Word says that he's, he's a thief. That he goes about this world like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. He will steal your fruit. He will steal your fruit. Now, that don't make any sense, does it? You think about this for a minute. What are the fruits? Meekness, temperance. You think you can't steal your temperance? You think you can't steal your self-control? All of a sudden, somebody does something and you just rah, blow up at them. Why? Well, because your fruit's missing. You see, growing fruit takes work. Man, y'all just y'all pay attention to me for a minute, okay? Listen to me. I'm telling you this for your own good. Man, y'all can... Don't live a life that's just getting by. There's no fruit in it. Why do you need fruit? Why is this so important? Somebody sitting here thinking today, I wish this guy would just hush. This is the most boring thing I've ever heard. But I'm telling y'all right now, if you don't have any fruit in your life, You're in it for yourself You are in it for yourself Because if you look at those fruits Most of them Are about dealing with other people Most of them are about dealing with other people Jesus said the greatest commandments Love God And love your neighbor as yourself Now you take them commandments And apply them to those fruits I just read you they line right up, don't they? Amen. See, you ain't going to love somebody else when you ain't got self-control or meekness or any of that other stuff. You ain't going to have it. You're not going to love them. I'm going to tell you all something about Satan. Satan understands the power in the fruits. Huh? He understands the power in the fruits. And you think there ain't no power in these things. I'm going to tell you all right now, you're wrong. Because when you're just bubbling over with joy and love and meekness and long-suffering, you ever had somebody do you wrong and you just, all right, I'll just let it go. It's long-suffering. There's power in that, y'all. There's power in it. I ain't talking about getting back at somebody. I ain't talking about having power over somebody. I'm talking about power to reach somebody. And if this is, if what I just said doesn't strike a chord with you, it's because there's something else missing in you, it's because there's something else missing. See, your number one priority, and I'm going to tell you this as straightforward as I know how, your number one priority as a Christian in this world should be reaching people for Jesus. Reaching people for Jesus. Number one. If you don't understand that, you need to go back to Sunday school. You need to learn what it means to reach somebody. Learn what it means Our concern should be for them. But you can't have concern for other people when there's no fruit in your life. Because see, that fruit is the basis of that concern. The fruit is what all that hangs on. When the fruit is present in your life, that other stuff just comes naturally. It flows. flows. But when... Listen, I want you all to hear this now. There's a certain point in your life where you don't necessarily turn the other way. But you become stagnant. You become stationary and access is then open to the thief to come in and steal your fruit. Because you say, okay, I'm good right here. I don't think I need to go no further. See, your life ought to always be about pursuing more from God. Seeking more from Him. Desiring more from Him. And when you get to a point, you say, I'll just I'll just hang right here. See, as long as you're moving, Satan has got to move and change his tactics and, and plan out different ways that he can get to you. But when you become stagnant, he figures out real quick how he can get in. He figures out real quick because you're not moving. You're not fortifying. You're not building a position to defend against him. You're just sitting there waiting waiting to be attacked. Now I'm going to speak to y'all that's got some fruits. I want y'all to understand something. These people that you look at and you say, man, they're fruitless. That ain't a a point of pride for you. Let it go right now. That's not a point of pride for you. You know what that is? That is your indication that you need to be praying. You need to be seeking God, saying, God, help me to help them. Help me to feed and fertilize and water. Help me to get something happening in this tree so some fruit can grow on it. You see, when when Christians get concerned about other Christians, huh? Christians get concerned about other Christians, something can happen. See, it's one thing to be concerned about others that are lost, but you've got to be concerned about your own too. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you ain't concerned about your own, what's the point in getting anybody new to come in? Because see, Jesus gave them a parable about this. parable of the sower and the seed. I don't even have it written down, but I'm going to do my best to tell you about it. If you hadn't read it, in case you might need to know. There's this... He gave three different examples of how the seed could be sown. And some of it was spilled on the side of the road where it was trampled. Some of it was sown on rocky ground. And it sprung up quick. And the sun killed it because it didn't have any roots. Nothing to dig into. Nothing to to get the nourishment it needed in the water. Some of it was sown in good ground. And it was tended to. And it was nurtured. It was watered. And it grew good. Now, what does that mean? People looked at Jesus and, we don't know what you're talking about, Jesus. He would just come up with this stuff. And sometimes He would tell them, Sometimes he just kind of not think on it for a while. But you see, what he's talking about is, is baby Christians. Hmm? Now, I want you all to know, I ain't talking about little kids. And I ain't even just talking about those that just got saved. I'm talking about baby Christians. See, over in Hebrews, it said that you ought to be on meat. And you're still on the milk. Talking about baby Christians. Now, I'm still talking to those of you that have some fruit. Y'all listen. Those baby Christians are your responsibility. Your responsibility. Our responsibility. They may be 50, 60 years old. It don't matter. The point is, is that those baby Christians... They need some soil to grow in. They need nourishment. They need somebody to tend to them, keep the weeds out, huh? Keep the weeds out. Keep the deer from eating the fruit off of them. They need somebody to be praying over them and watching over them and and correcting them even, huh? Sometimes you've got to prune the tree back, don't you? Because it ain't growing right. You need to go to them sometimes and say, Look, I love you. That's key. It needs to be in love. Don't do it because you think you're better than they are. Don't do it because you think, oh, well, I'm kind of grown up. I can just teach them a thing or two. This ain't a point of pride, y'all. You go to them in love and you say, look, I love you. I don't want to see you go down this way. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Make sure they're getting the teaching they need. Make sure they get the nourishment they need. You see, it don't take but just an instant. Y'all, Satan can't come take no fruit unless you let him. And when you make an opening, he comes in and just starts plucking. And just starts plucking. Before you know it, you look up and say, where is my joy? Where is my love for other people? Where did this pride come from? I'm supposed to be a Christian. I'm supposed to be like Christ and look at me. It don't have to be that way. It don't have to be that way. If we cared more about those that are in our midst today, it wouldn't happen. Oh, there may be the occasional thing, but that's our opportunity to reel them back in. Say, look, I love you, but don't do this. You're giving it away. Y'all ever know anybody gave away their joy? Just gave it away. Just for that little brief moment where they can say, I'm going to get you back. You ain't going to pull one over on me. They just gave away their joy. Just gave it away. Man, that ain't something to give away. You work too hard to get those fruits. You work hard to get them fruits. Don't just let him come take them. See, I didn't work hard on this plum tree. It's just there. I didn't even plant the thing. So it ain't no sweat off my back that some deer came and ate the plums. But I ain't going to let Satan come steal my joy. Man, it's just like any other material possession I have. I'm going to guard it. You come try to take it and see what happens. Right? Right? Why should I be any less concerned about spiritual things? You ain't going to come take my joy. You ain't gonna. I might mess up one day and give it up over some temporary thing and just lose my mind all of a sudden, but I'm going to get it back. And you ain't going to come take it. You see, that's the mentality you need to have. You need to look at your life right now. Do an inventory. Go through that Scripture and say, Do I have it? Do I have it? Do I have it? Do I have it? And when you get to the bottom of the list and you say, i got five things I need to find, you need to get after it. Because see, that lack of the fruit means there's lack of something else. There's lack of the Holy Spirit. Lack of moving of the Holy Spirit in you. Lack of feeding it with the Word. Now, I know this ain't a jumping and shouting service this morning, but I want you all to understand, look, if we don't address the fruits now, I don't know how many jumping and shouting services there will be. I'm not one of them that just wants to have a good, warm, fuzzy feeling every time I come to church, y'all. Because if that's all I'm getting, then there's something wrong. Because it ain't all about warm and fuzzy feelings. Sometimes it's about conviction and correction. Because see, sometimes we're going the wrong way. Matthew 12 and 33, I've already told you this. I'm going to read it to you, though. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. And y'all think people don't know you. People that maybe ain't even here today, just people you deal with on a daily basis. People look at you, and they know you by your fruit. Man, I tell y'all, the worst thing possible is for somebody to look at you and say, well, they say they're a Christian. See, the Word talks about that in another place. It says that some people have this form of godliness. Form of godliness. And people look at you and they say, well, they say they're a Christian. And they say they go to church every Sunday and they say they go to the Community Full Gospel Church. I don't see any evidence of God in their life. I don't think I'll go to that church. See, you're not just hurting yourself; you're hurting Christianity. You're hurting the kingdom of God, because people look at you for something. they're looking for something. I heard a guy de- describe it one time that we have a God-sized and shaped hole in our heart, and that's the only thing that can fill it. Y'all ever played one of those games where you take the little the little blocks and stuff that are different shapes and try to fit them in the different holes? As a kid, you ever see one of those? See God's own thing; they'll fill that hole. And when you're walking around telling, them, "Oh yeah, I went to church. We had a good service," and but people are looking at you like, "Okay, I don't see it." They know. I'm going to tell you right now: they know. They don't have to be a Christian to see fruit in your life. They don't have to be in touch with God to see whether the fruit is there or not. They know. Jesus said it would be better for you to have a millstone, a big, huge stone, tied around your neck and thrown in the sea than for you to be a stumbling block to one of those little ones. Guys, I don't want to be a stumbling block. I feel, you know what, I looked at myself and I feel like there has been times I have been a stumbling block. And man, that is a terrible feeling. And you know some of those even though i go to those people and ask for forgiveness you know what it's still there that conviction is still in my heart and i know god's forgiven me but i just know man i have hurt somebody and you know it don't sometimes you can help those people and they come back but sometimes they don't when you don't have any fruit you got nothing to offer anybody